right, so um, good morning. Like I said, good morning, good morning, good morning. My name is Kathy Brooks, and this is the LUTG Radio Show on LUTGradio.com, WKKP Digital Broadcasting. And uh, so today is John 14 and 12. We're going to open up with prayer, then we're going to put on the whole armor of God, and then uh, I'll tell you why I got the cookies here. Cookies and milk. It happens to me my favorite thing, but uh, anyway... And so, um, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the, this day. We thank you, Lord God, for allowing us to wake. We thank you, Lord God, for your peace in our hearts and our minds. We thank you, Lord God, um, for being ever-present uh, with us. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. For you alone are worthy. You guys are going to love the show. Uh, you're gonna, you are going to love the show. You are going to be blessed by the show. Amen. And blessed by LUTG Radio. Dot com. Amen. So, um, like I said, today is John 14 and 12. We're going to go ahead and put on the armor of God because yesterday I told you I was going to go ahead and try and do the armor of God, armor of God first before I get to talking and telling you all about everything. <laughs> all right, so go with me to Luke 24, 45. It says, Then open he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. Luke 24, 45. Now go me to Ephesians chapter 6, uh, verse 10. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace above all taking a shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god uh verse 18 and 19 print always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. This takes about five minutes to do. Verse 24. Grace be with all them that love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. Amen. Numbers 624 through 27. Numbers 624 through 27. You got to go, go get it real quick. Boom, boom, boom. Alright, uh, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel and I will bless them. Amen. Ah, uh, glory to God. Uh oh. Oh, man. Okay, yeah, so far. Uh, I just want to make sure my volume was up all. Oh, I just took my picture inadvertently. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Psalms 91. Go with me to Psalms 91. It says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will save the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. 
Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowl and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. To keep thee in all thy ways, they shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Go with me to Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54. It says, and I'm on verse 13. And all thy children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of thy children. And righteousness shall thou be established, thou shalt be far from oppression. For thou shalt not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come uh, near thee. Behold, they shall surely gather together, but not by me. Whosoever shall gather together against thee shall fall for thy sake. Behold, I have I have created the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire, and bringeth forth an instrument for his work, and I have created the waster to destroy. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Oh, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that thing too. Add that to the list. Amen. I'm thinking about something else. Glory to God. But that is the whole armor of God. Praise the Lord. You're listening to LUTGradio.com, WKKP Digital Broadcasting. Uh, don't forget, uh, you will, when you bless me, God going to bless you. Amen. When you bless me abundantly, God is going to bless you. Glory to God. You going to love uh, the show. Every day. Amen. You're going to get blessed by listening to the radio station. Glory to God. So tell somebody. Amen. Uh, uh, don't forget, become a sponsor. You, uh, It's on uh, com. It's at the top. And it just says sponsor. And you do it at any amount. All right. So what do I have uh, with these cookies that I love to just like take apart and lick? Sometimes I take the frosting off. And sometimes I dip them Oh no, you can't really see my milk. I don't want to get close to my computer. But lots of times I dip it and I'll eat it, get a little soft. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Yep. So, what do cookies and radio have to do with y'all? Well, my provision. When I was little, I might want to read John 14 and 12, right? John 14 and 12 says, Very verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, he shall he, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. 
Now, how was Jesus able to do all the works that God provided for him? Well, God provided for him. God let him see what he was doing. He brought him his family. So he let, you know, he gave him a part. He get, part of an inheritance is not just money, but it's knowing how to gather that money. It's knowing how to sow a seed and how to reap a harvest. It's knowing how to bless somebody and how to be blessed. It's knowing how to protect yourself and how to protect your family. So he let Jesus into the fold. And so Jesus putting himself on the cross, paying the price for all our salvation, let us, and he says that salvation is free. That's let, that's giving us free admission into, into his heart, into the things of God. And so he's like, he's sharing himself with us, right? And so what does that have to do with uh, this? Well, manna, what is the cookie but bread, oil, and some sugar, and egg, maybe, you can make them without eggs, really. Egg substitute, but the main ingredient is flour and oil. Main ingredients: flour, oil, and the other stuff is for taste and rising and whatnot. But if you don't want to rise, you you, you got to put all the other stuff in it. But all of it's uh, flour base, flour, oil, and like some sort of salt or sugar or whatnot for flavor and taste. But it's all flour. So I was thinking manna. And so when I was little, um. I was anemic. I believe I believe I'm healed in the name of Jesus. And so I was I was severely anemic. And um I shouldn't say severely. I, I apologize. Not severely. I was anemic. I'm gonna just say I was anemic. And anemia is uh is iron, it's a lack of iron. Sometimes you have too much iron or not enough. And mine was a lack of iron. And so with cookies, there's iron in cookies. And so I would eat these cookies like they were water. I would eat cookies like they were water. You can ask my family. Uh, anyway, I would eat them like they were water. They'd be like, doesn't that bother you? I'm like, oh, like make me feel energized. And, uh, you know, it gives me energy. My heaven, right? Well, one of the issues with a lack of iron is fatigue. You're fatigued all the time. And, um, yeah, yeah, like other symptoms and whatnot. But I have an excellent memory. <laughs> I have an excellent memory. And I have good health. And so anyway, I would eat um, things that were high in iron. I would just crave them. I just craved them like no to like no tomorrow. What does that have to do? Remember, I was reading in the book of Numbers uh, fourteen and fifteen, and God was talking about how He provided these people. They disrespected God ten times, and He finally got tired of it. He says because of that. You remember him. I'm only going to send these two people into the blessing. The rest of y'all are going to die. You old folks. You old hats that are complaining and murmuring. I'm going to let y'all fall by your words. And so. They ended up leaving the camp. And they fell by their words. And so the young cats are the ones that went. The offspring. Their children. 
are the ones that went into the blessing, right? And so, um, but he kept them. He he kept them eating manna for forty years. Nobody got sick. Nobody got too fat for their clothes. Nobody got too skinny. Nobody nobody was famished. And so, um, it's all about provision. You will crave the thing that is that is good for you. Meaning you'll crave the protein or the iron that your body needs. You ever notice that? You crave you just sometimes you just crave this certain thing and after you have it, you feel better. I used to also crave vegetables. I could eat a whole pot of greens by myself. I could eat as a kid. I took this crazy challenge to eat 12 pancakes. I was stuffed. Oh, my stomach was hurting. Uh, But that was the only problem that, you know, my stomach was hurting. But I passed it out in a couple hours. (laughs) Did I stop eating pancakes? No. Because they were rich in iron. So I I craved them because they were rich in iron. And I was a little kid. I was finicky. A lot of things I I didn't like to eat. Cause it didn't taste right. It didn't have enough nutrients, so it was like a waste to me. It it did it didn't do me no good, so I didn't want it. And when I didn't want it, I didn't eat it. And so um, I mostly stuck to things like vegetables, bread. Um, a lot of people think that I was a sugar fiend. I wasn't a sugar fiend. I was a Kool Aid fiend because I had trouble breathing. And um, the doctors like drink water or drink Kool Aid. Because I was like, ah, water. I was like, okay, I'll drink as much as I can. But I, I'll stop at like maybe two or three glasses. And I'm like, no, you need more than that. Drink as much water as your body can hold. You will pee it out. Just drink it. And so I was like, okay, fine. My mom's like, okay, Kool-Aid. And so she bodies Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid and sugar. And it got to the point, I was drinking a Kool-Aid without the sugar. <laughs> I guess they call that Gatorade now, right? And so anyway, um... It helped me. And so I would crave that Kool-Aid or, you know, water. I would just crave it because it would help me. And so anything that starts to help your body, your body will start to crave it. And so my my question to you is, are you craving God? Do you crave the word of God? Do you crave the things of God? Because that's the thing that's going to help you with your life. That's what helps you with your salvation. Some of y'all are worried about whether or not you're going to go to hell and you're going around doing all these different works for all these different people. Works is like, you know, um, work. You go and you figure, I'm old, 10 old ladies grass or I'll shovel 10 old dudes sidewalk for their snow and that'll be, give me some good graces with God. He'll say thank you, but that ain't going to get you into heaven. And so, and the reason why I say this is because when I was younger, I I began to crave the things of God. I was hungry for God. And this uh, guy that I was dating, he was already saved, but he didn't want me to go uh, to where I was going. So he crashed my car. And um, how did I know he crashed the car? Because he's an excellent driver. And he, I saw him turn the wheel and he did it on purpose. It's like I could see it before it happened. And so, uh, and I didn't get to where I was supposed to go because I was supposed to go meet this pastor because I was bringing him some food uh, to this mission, right? 
And so I was craving the presence of the Lord. I wanted God. And I was, I was, since I was little, I had wanted to be in the presence of the Lord. You're like, but wait a minute. I thought your dad was a pastor. Yeah, that's a whole nother story. And so <laughs> I had wanted to be in the presence of God. I had wanted to be saved from an early age. But you know, when you get, when you get told no, 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 no. And by the time that age comes, I'm going to just tell you, by the time that age comes for them to say, okay, you can get saved now. You'd be like, nope. So basically that's what happened. I was like four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and it started to wean off. I was like, "Yeah, I want to get saved. I want, I want, I want to go to church. I want to go to church. I want to go to church." And you kept hearing, "No, no, 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 no. You're too young. You're too young. You're too young. You can't get saved. You're too young. You're too young. You gotta have an age understanding. Age twelve. Age twelve. Age twelve. Age twelve. Got here. I was too busy having fun. Like, what? Stop having fun and go to church? Nah." I just watch it on TV or, oh, a movie's on. I was like, I ain't got time for that. <laughs> I ain't playing. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. I love Jesus. I knew who he was. I never accepted him as my Lord and Savior. I wanted to. But when they didn't let me do it when I was younger, by the time I got older, the age of understanding, I knew that I could now ride my bike up and down the street on both sides as long as I watched where I was going. You a kid. I knew that my friends were outside playing ball. I wanted to go outside and play ball. I didn't want to put on no tight shoes and tights and a dress and go walk nowhere. For what? The pastor was sleeping with my friend or my friend's wife or whatever. You know what I mean? This Well, not that particular pastor, but you know what I mean? You hear all these stories about people doing all these bad things. You're like, why are you going to church? They right here. I might as well just, in, you know, and so you like Kathy. How's that John 14 and 12? We got to get our life together. We got to get our life together. If a child comes to you and they say, hey, I want to go to church, whether it's your child or whomever, make sure they get to church. Don't, don't tell them they got to wait. If they say, I want to get saved. If you say, if you give an altar call and a child stands up and say they want to get saved, let them get saved. Don't tell them to wait. Cause by the time it comes for them to get saved, they, they reach the age of understanding. They're going to be like, I understand. I can go have some fun. That's what they'll be like. I understand. I'm going to have some fun. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Then before you know it, they're going to end up in college and go to hell. Like, go, go, go to college, go to hell. Well, that's what happened to me. I went off to college, and I was, you know, just trying to, you know, live and trying to figure out what this was. And this demonic thing knew that I didn't know diddly squat. And she came up in there, and she was praying for a while, but it was some Christians in there. But they didn't know that I was. I guess they knew that I wasn't saved. But, you know, people don't offer salvation. And so, anyway, she did what she going to do. Did her little magic thing, bing, 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 and... I was dead as a doornail. But God, manna. See, I like to think about manna because it's a pre- it's a preservative for the body and for the soul. See, God was trying to preserve. He was, he was providing for them. The trip was only supposed to last a short period of time. But they made it last longer because of their disobedience. And so how often do we make uh, a not nice situation last because of disobedience? You ever been, you ever had to walk from maybe one end of the hall to the next, but in between point A and point B is a bunch of people and a couple of problems along the way. And you're trying to figure out how can you get around the problems and still be nice to the people. 
That's a difficult weave. Whether you're in high school, college, or whether you own a job. It's worse when you get when you own a job. Why? Because you grown. And you can't say stuff that you would have said when you was a kid. You can't say, blank you, blankly, blank, blank, whatever. <laughs> you can't do that because you're an adult. You have to be kind and courteous. You have to be, oh, pardon me, excuse me, or ignore what they're saying. No matter how much they get on your, under your skin, you got to go, oh. And sometimes you can't even roll your eyes. It's like, <laughs> once you reach the age of understanding, you, you can't do anything that you want to do. So what, again, what about this matter? And so, God kept me in that he kept me alive. And he saved my soul. And he saved my life so that I could get my soul saved. Because I had wanted to get saved since I was little. But when the enemy came and attacked me, because his whole goal was to get me to worship him. Or basically steal my soul just to kill me because he didn't care. And so, um, there was some praying people there. There were some Christians there, and they began to pray and lay hands on me. They they raised the dead. They got credit for raising the dead. Amen. And so um, they raised me from the dead, and I got up and left because I was freaked the freak out. I saw, I saw the light of God pierce the darkness and pour me from the pit of hell. And I, when I tell you that hell is very far, 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 far down, Hell is so far down that all of the United States and the entire world, if it was linked on a chain, could still not reach the bottom from here to hell. You would still, it would still be dangling. You still couldn't reach. It was so far down. It took God 20 minutes to bring me all the way up. 20 minutes at light speed. 20 minutes. It took him 20 minutes to bring me out of hell at light speed. Which means I fell faster than the speed of light. Mm-hmm. I say at light speed because that's what I could kind of give you an idea of. So he had to be going faster than light. Faster than light travels. Because he's God. And so he was pulling me up fast. Just all I, I just heard just, just, and then I heard people calling my name, and I heard those demons calling my name too. They was trying to get me to go back to hell, and God was like, "Nope." As soon as they, as soon as those demons started calling me, and I heard people calling me, and they sounded like the demons sounded like the people that was in my classroom. It sounded like my teacher, and I, I felt myself slowing down. I almost looked back, and then I heard, I saw, and I, I looked back at the light. And then I heard somebody doing CPR on me. And uh and then I I uh I heard uh I just heard a bunch of different people. And um once I got into the earth's atmosphere, uh God was trying to pull me back up but then the 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 teachers and the people were calling my name. And um I kind of I was like in between going to heaven and earth. And so I was in between. I was, and he just put me back in my body. But the amazing thing is, uh, I didn't have any crack, crack ribs, no soreness, because they were hitting me hard, too. No sore ribs, nothing. I, I was so freaked out, I get up and I ran. I was like, what was 
was that? <laughs> I tried to tell all of my family members. They say, oh, you got the lights knocked out of you all the way to hell. And so what am I telling you? Be kind to absolutely everyone. Your kindness is a form of manner for people. You're like, what? Your kindness is a form of manner for people. It is nourishment to people when you're kind to people. Because you may be the person, the only person that they experienced in that whole day, in a whole day, that told them, you know what? I think you're great. Or you know what? God bless you. You know what? Jesus loves you. Hey, you want to go eat lunch? <laughs> Any number of things. Just show some kind of kindness to Oh, I like your hat. I like your shirt. Hey, your shoes are the bomb. They are nice. I love your shoes. You always wear such good shoes. Oh, you are always so neat. I love how you dress. You got it going on. Great. I love your hair. Your hair is so pretty. Don't, don't be touching people's hair. They don't like that. White or black, people don't like that. Don't touch people's hair. Uh, anyway. <laughs> and so anyway, your kindness is like manna to people. It's the nourishment that they need and that, that'll carry them through the day. And some, for some people, it'll carry them through the rest of their life. And they'll remember you as the person that was kind to them. And what will they do because of that? They will seek a better life. They will not kill themselves. Do you know that when people, when people experience so much uh, distraught and destruction and bad uh, experiences with other people, they listen to the devil and the devil tells them to kill themselves. But when you extend a little bit of manna, Extend a little bit of manner. A little manner of kindness to people. It knocks out the voice of the devil. It knocks it out. It's like, it's like you got your Muhammad Ali going on. I'm so pretty. I'm so pretty. Puh, 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 puh. And all you said was, you are beautiful. You're gorgeous. I like your shoes. Hey, let's go eat lunch. They got chili today. Or they got burgers or whatever, fries or whatever. Whatever they serving in the cafeteria, at school, at work. Uh, some people go crazy over oatmeal. Oh, they got oatmeal. Is it fresh? Girl, let's go get some breakfast. We can share some weight while we... <laughs> whatever. Uh, some of we just want a big, thick, juicy burger. Yeah. I prefer the burgers. But I put my I put vegetables in my burger. I put like onions and bell peppers and green peppers and and I even put this is a trick. You know the stems that you have when you cut when you uh pick your greens and then you have the stems left over. Wash the stems. You can wash the stems while you're washing the greens and then take the stems and chop them up. Put them in a blender, cut them real or cut them real fine. Put them in a blender, cut them up real good. Uh and then uh as you're mixing in the bell peppers and whatnot. And some fennel. Ooh, fennel in a burger is so good. Uh, so you put the fennel with the be- uh, bell peppers and uh, onions and the green stems. The stems of the greens. You don't matter which one. Turnips are really good. And uh, it'll taste so good. And it's nutritious. So you get all that proteins from the stems. in, And it'll be in the vegetables. And when you eat the burger, when you put vegetables in a burger, it's less. it's less heavy on the stomach. It's less heavy on the stomach. And you can even put cheese in it because I got to have cheese with my burger. And so anyway, um, invite somebody to, to go eat with you, to go have lunch. Be kind to them. Be kind because you may be the person that makes their day. 
that that is a blessing to them. You may and your kindness will also allow you to open up the door and say, "Hey, want to go to church?" If you're nice to people for like thirty days in a row, it'll be easier for you to say, "Hey, want to go to church?" Think about it. How many times have you invited somebody to a party? You say hey to somebody, and then you invited them to a party. They're like, "Oh, okay, I go." Because all you've been doing, you've been kind to them the whole time. That's all you've been doing. Is you've just been kind to them. So they figure, okay, if I go to this party, I probably have a good time because they're pretty cool. And this person pretty cool. Then the people here around probably cool, you know. Somebody just go check it out and see. So they're willing to see. And so, um, and as, as, you're, as you're being kind to people, remember to always pray for your environment. Pray for the, the company and the people where you work. Pray for the church. If you work at church, definitely pray for the people at the church because yeah, they got a lot to deal with. And so uh, pray for wherever you're working, wherever you're working, wherever you go grocery shopping, wherever you, your community is, where, you, where your house is or your apartment is, where you drive down the street. Pray. Pray for that area. Pray for your area and the surrounding areas. Pray for your city. Pray for your state. Pray for your country. Pray for the surrounding countries. Why? Because sometimes when countries get angry at one another, you can have one country on your right and one country on your left. And if they get upset with one another, they'll be trying to throw bombs and the bombs are going to go across and over your country. And you know some of them don't have good technology and that sucker may drop in your land. You don't want that. Like prime example, you got two two people on either side of you and they decide to have a little food fight or a, a fist fight and you in the middle. Well, what you need to do? You need to move out the way. But if your kindness extends to both sides and all sides around you, you know what I'm saying? You, you'll be the one that are diffusing the situation, the situation. So you got to extend your manner no matter where you at. Extend some manner. I used to, um, I use my one of my manner at this job. I told you about. I told you about this before. This lady would go out to this uh to the park to eat because she you know she got tired of being inside, and she would go out on lunch and eat at the park. And uh, <laughs> these bums would always see her coming, and they would take all her food. They would beg her for all her food. Well, I shouldn't call them bum, but they were people on the street begging. Uh, asking for food. And um, I said, and she said, well, you go here with me because they were black people. And some of them were white, though. It didn't matter, black or white. She was just one of those people just felt so guilty she would give them all her food. I'm like, well, if you're giving away all your food, why don't you just bring two lunches? You can get them one and you can have your own. So I'm like, look, I'm going to give you this and this is, this is mine, all right? Y'all can share this and this is mine. Because um, what it is is sometimes people are afraid of, afraid of people that look like they homeless. They look like they ain't got nothing. And they get afraid of them. And they just give them everything they got. They be get all nervous. I was like, okay, look. You only got one sandwich, right? And they was... And they came up to her like, can we have some of your food? We hungry. And she was about to give them the whole sandwich. I said, wait a minute. What you gonna have? Well, um, um, I guess I won't eat nothing. I said, no. And I told them, I said, hey, look. She'll give you half of what she got. I don't think she should give you nothing. But she'll give you half of what she got. Either you're going to take it or leave it. What is it going to be? We'll take it. Well, can you give us some food? No. No, I cannot. No, I cannot. <laughs> you're like, Captain, you're a Christian. You weren't going to give them no food? No, I wasn't going to give them no food. Because they were doing it on purpose. They were doing it on purpose. 
They were doing it on purpose. I, I understand that they, they needed help and all that. I'm, I'm always willing to help anybody. But they were doing it on purpose. She was a manager, a person in a position that could get people hired. How come they didn't say, hey, can you help me get a job? Hey, do you know of XYZ? She probably would not have hired him, but she, she's the type of lady that she would have tried to do something for him. And I can tell because they were snickering every time they did it. They were snickering. I was like, y'all laugh. It's like, they doing this on purpose. They doing it on purpose. They were laughing. I was like, man, y'all are wrong. Y'all wrong for what y'all doing. She sit up there hungry and she all hate. She be hungry, angry at work because she ain't eat because she gave away all her food. And I, her, I said, you better stop giving away all your food. <laughs> I got mad at her because she was letting them use her. I was like, no, you have a right to eat too. Now, but here, if you're in a situation where you like to go to the park and whatnot, and you got people around you uh, that are always begging for your food, this is something you can do. Now, had I had the money, I'd have, I'd have done it. But I ain't had the money, and I ain't had this. I ain't had this sort of maturity that I have right now. I just knew the Bible says, "Give you half." So I was like, "Give them half. You ain't got to give them everything, because then you gonna be hungry." Jesus didn't give away everything. <laughs> He's, he extended himself and he multiplied food. Now, had I knew that I could multiply, I'd have been like, look, girl, we're going to pray for this and multiply. She would pray over the food, you know, and pray that it'd be a blessing to him. But, but anyway, and so this is what you do. Let's say, for example, you know, you like to go to the park and whatnot. You know, people will be crowding around you and whatnot. I would say this, go ahead and make a picnic basket. Get yourself a loaf of bread and make a bunch of sandwiches. You know what I'm saying? Don't put no mayonnaise on it because then it's gonna sandwiches gonna be all mushy. And if you know they coming, they're gonna be coming after you like, yo, 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 can I get this? Put a bunch of put a bunch of sandwiches there, put them in like a little Ziploc bag or whatnot. And then do this. Put them in a Ziploc bag. Y'all, that's a washing that, that's my stuff going on. Put them in a Ziploc bag and whatnot. And then on and tape on top of the Ziploc bag some scriptures. To, you know, put and give them some chips too. Give them, you know, give them some chips and a little Ziploc bag. You like, Kathy, this is a whole lot to do just going to lunch. Hey, if they begging, they're going to get fed. All right? Look, if they begging, they're going to get fed. You got time to fix the lunch? You fixing your lunch? You you might as well work for God while, I mean, you might as well do something for God while you out there. You know what I'm saying? And so since they're begging, then that means they got to listen. All right? So you fix them a sandwich and some chips and you get them a little juice. And you tell God, look, I'm taking this amount of money and my bodies and I'm going to feed these people every day. This is my seed faith in the ground and I want prosperity for what I'm doing. I want soul saved. And by the way, make me rich too because once we feed them, these few people, we're going to have to have some more people to feed. And so... Uh, we're going and 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 I as I feed them, Lord God, I want their souls to prosper, and I want them to get, I want them to become employed or become business people and be prosperous, get their own house, their own food, own refrigerator full of food, and I want them to be blessed so they can go bless somebody else. So you don't just feed people just to feed them, and then don't bless them and don't help them. So anyway, you get your loaf of bread. Don't get the wheat bread because some people are allergic to wheat. Uh, but you get yourself a loaf of bread and, you know, get you a little white bread or whatever, whatever bread you like. Loaf of bread, make them a sandwich. Whether you're going to make them a little peel-off thing, or not peel-off, those pita breads or regular bread. Get you some bread, make a sandwich, put a little lettuce on it. I wouldn't say tomato because tomato gets squishy and mushy and messes up the bread. 
But you can probably put some little tomatoes in a little container, or whatnot. You know, just make it look a little like a little picnic for them. Make it make them make them feel good. When people see a spread, they make they be like, oh, ooh, we got a spread. And so anyway, and get you some hand sanitizer too. Look, everybody, wash your hands. All right. <laughs> so you got the sandwich, you got the chips, you got the soda or the fruit drink, and some hand sanitizers and little spoons and forks and some napkins. Cause when people eat at your table. They can't eat like they dogs outside eating off the ground. They must they must rise up to the level of the blessing of the Lord. See, when you when you provide a, a spread, a table spread for people, it makes them want to rise up to the level of the blessing. Right? I tried to explain this to um a group of people, and they went and dug their dirty fingers. And this lady's food that she was giving us some food. I had talked her into giving us some food because I was like, man, y'all took y'all took me away from my car, and I could have gone and gotten food. And y'all like, yo, you don't have time to go get your food, and we had no time to go get our food. And y'all y'all messing around. I was like, man, y'all y'all punking me, right? And so I'm like, I'm like, man, are y'all really gonna eat in front of us and not offer us anything and not allow us to go get food? I was like, what kind of mess is that? You'll feed one group but not the other. And all of us happen to be black. I was like, is this a racial thing? I'm like, and they's like, no, but we didn't really realize that we like, you know what? We got plenty of food here. My apologies. Mm-hmm. And then I, I said, I got this lady to, to feed us. And uh, these people were so ignorant. They dug their fingers in the lady's stuff. I was like, man, y'all, there's a fork right there. And I'm like, rise up to the level. <laughs> and they were just trying to be ignorant because the lady was being ignorant with them. I'm like, you got to forget. Sometimes you got to forgive and forget and don't let offense attack you so you can get the blessing. All right. So anyway, back to the lady in the, in the park. Right. And so the lady in the park. So when you go to the park, you got your food, you got your little picnic basket. You ready? You let them know, hey, tomorrow I'm going to bring y'all some food. Y'all get ready. All right. I'm going to be at this time. I'm going to come down. I'm going to bring some hand sanitizer. Y'all be ready. I want y'all clowning. Don't be clowning me. Don't bum rush me. Don't clown me. I'm going to set this out. We're going to pray. And y'all going to eat. And while y'all eating, we, I'm going to give you the gospel. I'm going to tell you about Jesus. Now, if y'all want to eat, you going to come. But if you don't, I'm going to come for three days straight. And if you don't show up, I will not bring you another morsel of food. And if you see me in the street, you better not ask me for no food and no money. Because I'm giving you food for free. And I'm going to give you a blessing. And I'm going to feed your soul. So if you want to eat, you going to come. Because sometimes when you tell people they're going to give you, you going to give them the gospel. They be like, nah, 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 that's all right. I just take the food. No. You ain't taking my physical food without getting this spiritual food. You gonna eat. <laughs> Tell them you gonna eat because you gonna stop. You gonna stop taking my lunch, and then you still hungry. You you hungry a couple hours later because you ain't got no money in your pocket. No, you gonna eat. <laughs> and so. I even told her, I said, look, why don't you just bring food, enough food for all of them, and then you can tell them about Jesus. She's like, I don't know about that. So I'm just telling y'all, look, if you're in a situation where people are begging you for food, man, that's like an over, open invitation from God. Like, yo, okay, cool, I'll feed you. Yup. Yo, what you want to eat? <laughs> Fix them some sandwiches and some chips and some so- and soda or juice uh, water and 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 hand sanitizers, some napkins and some silverware. 
and let them know God loves you. And get if you can get some tracks, get some tracks from the church and some invitation cards and stick them in a brown bag. And how are you going to prepare these lunches? Stick them, uh, tape them to the plate or sit them next to the plate or whatever. Let them know or put the, put the cards in their hand. Some. Make sure they know, hey, you can go to church. You can be blessed. This is the word of God. Amen. Invite people to church. But before you before you um even give an invitation to church, you can let them know where the church is at. But before you even give an invitation to church, keep ask God when should you invite them to the actual church. But you want to um feed their feed their bodies, feed their bellies, and feed their souls. Feed their bellies, feed their souls. And then another thing you can do, this is an extra, but you don't have to do this. What you can do is tell them, hey, or ask, see if you can, if there's a place where they can go to, go to the bathroom. Because usually when people eat, they don't have to go to the bathroom. And so anyway, um, what you can do, one thing you can do is start uh, praying for them. Say, hey, how many people want a job? How many people want a better life? And so whether they want one or not, tell them they're going to get a better life. <laughs> tell them, I'm, gonna, I'm praying that God will bring you up to the level where you will want stuff for yourself and you will stop giving up on yourself. And so start praying for them that they'll get a better life and that they'll get off the street. That they'll get off the street and they'll have a place to sleep, food to eat. And they have a place of their own that they can call their own. Because sometimes it's just despair that gets people into to being homeless. They're in despair. So their mind needs to prosper. And they need to get over whatever fear or whatever uh, medical condition that is that is on them, right? And so keep on praying for them and ask them. And so for those that are able to say, yes, I want to get out of it. The, and there's those are the ones that are like saying, I want to get out of this now. And like, okay, well, and then you say, okay, well, this is what we're going to pray for. You ain't going to ask them what they've been doing. Don't even do that. Don't ask them what they've been doing. Because whatever they're doing, it ain't working. So what you want to do is start praying for the say okay i'm gonna come in agreement i'm gonna pray for you so that you'll get your get your job making more than enough money to buy for a pay a, buy for a house pay a pay for an apartment and then eventually get a house if you want a house uh get a car if you need a car uh pay off your debts uh have plenty of money put up in store and tell them when you get your job tithe give 10 percent to your local church and and you know save save 50 percent of whatever you earn you won't, this is your prayer. You you won't pray that they will tithe, that they'll get a good job, have a place to stay, and that they'll tithe, and that they will put fifty percent of their income away in a savings account, so they so they'll have they'll never be broke again, and that they'll take they'll only live off of twenty percent of their income, and they, and said so if you put away fifty, you living off of twenty percent, then you got thirty percent to just you know invest somewhere. So save fifty. Take 30%, invest it somewhere, and live off the 20% and use only maybe 10% for rent or mortgage, right? Because I ain't trying to have you, I don't want you to have no gigantic mortgage bill or whatnot. And so, anyway, so you pray that prayer. So that prayer will make them abundantly blessed, right? And so you pray that prayer and you keep that prayer and you keep on supplementing and say, hey, yo, let me know how you doing, all right? Let me know. And so, um, you just do that and just keep on praying for them. Don't be afraid because somebody don't look right. Somebody look like they're homeless or they look like they're bummy. Don't be afraid of that. There was this uh, video that came out. It was so funny. Uh, this guy in a suit was walking down the street and this bum, like, uh, was just walking. This guy, it wasn't a bum. This guy looked like a bum. He was like, he was like an old dude with like this long beard that looked kind of, 
uh, Trent, you know, he was, he looked groomed by the face, but he's just old and wrinkled. And he had a hat on a t-shirt with a hole in it and a little jacket and some jeans, but he looked neat and clean. His t-shirt just had a big hole in it, but it was like one of those fashion styles, but he was like his own fashion style. Right. But he looked like he could be homeless. And so this young guy that, you know, was all clean and, and neat, uh, look, you know, his little suit on and his briefcase and his woman, uh, the guy, uh, saw the guy and just dropped his bag and just like, Oh man. And he's like, woof, like get away from me. And the, the old dude just started laughing. He, he, what he stopped and he saw the young guy going to this little bitty red car and he, he just started laughing and he, he looked at, he walked over to him and he showed him his key fob and then he got into this, uh, yellow Lamborghini, yellow Lamborghini and he drove off laughing because he's like, you can't judge a person by what they look like. You don't know what kind of money I got. Evidently I got more money than you. And so, um, this is why I tell you to let your joy be your manner. And be a blessing to people. When somebody's asking you for something, that is an opportunity for you to prosper them by their soul and financially when you pray for them. Now, if you're able to help them financially, great. But don't help some. Don't help anybody without first praying for them. Now, if they don't believe in Jesus, that's a whole other thing. Say, just say, well, you know, the Lord bless you and keep you and keep you in perfect peace. Amen. You can pray that. Um, if you don't happen to believe in Jesus and you want to pray for somebody. Um, you, you need to ask them first. This is why, because when you're not a Christian and you pray for people, what you're praying is demonic upon them. And so nobody wants demonic upon them. And so what I would just say is just, if you're able to show kindness, just show kindness. Just say, Hey, you know what? I believe that you are blessed. You can say something like that. I believe that you are blessed. I believe that you're going to be blessed. And you can leave it at that. I believe you're going to be blessed. I believe you're going to be blessed. And leave it at that. All right. So there you go. Um, hey, God provides. And he'll provide for you all the days of your life. If you will just trust in him. Trust and believe in God. That he will use you to be a blessing. He'll use you to bless the people in your community. He'll use you to bless um, you. To bless people at your church, um, people every every place that you go, whether you go to another country, another city, he'll use you to be a blessing. And sometimes it's just the words you say. And sometimes it's your actions. Sometimes you may have to give a person a cookie. And sometimes you're just praying over them. Or sometimes you're just showing a smile, being kind. All right? So be kind to somebody today. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, but you want to, now is the time. Now is the time to give your heart to the Lord. Now is the time to say, absolutely, yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. I want you in my life, oh, Lord. I want you, Jesus. <laughs> the book of John, uh, verse three sixteen and 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. 
If you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, but you want to, repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I confess my sins before you this day. I give up my past life with Satan and close every door to all Satan's devices. I confess Jesus as the Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me and for bringing me back to where I once was. From this day forward, Lord Jesus, I will be sensitive to how you feel. I won't hurt you. I will obey you, Lord Jesus. I ask you to present me to Jehovah in your name. Lord Jesus, I believe with my heart, I confess with my mouth, that you rose from the dead, that I am saved and receive you today wholeheartedly, 100%. Make me a light in this earth and the salt that gives it flavor. And from this day forward, I will live for you, Jehovah God, in the name of Jesus. And share the gospel of Christ Jesus with everyone I meet and everyone I know. It's commitment, Jesus. I will get this world for you. I pray this prayer to the Father in the name of Jesus. I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. With evidence of speaking in tongues and interpreting tongues for the edifying of the body of Christ Jesus by the will of Jehovah God. Amen. Amen. Congratulations, you just got saved on LUTGradio.com, WKKP, Digital Broadcasting. And my name is Kathy Brooks. Hallelujah. Amen. Welcome to the kingdom of God. Yeah. We are now brethren, brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. Those that believe in Jesus. Great Jehovah. All right, you probably wonder, what do I do now? Take authority over your life. Speak uh, to anything that is not right in your life. So if there's any sickness in your body, uh, command it to leave. Command your command that area of your body to be healed. Uh, if you have any issues in your finances, start speaking to your account. You have the right. You have the right to declare a direct deposit slip to present a direct deposit slip to God. So that uh, money will be uh, supernaturally trans uh, deposited into your account. You have, you have a right to ask God for a supernatural direct deposit into your account. Because God says, if you will put me first, I'm going to bless you. So, today, we put God first. Instead of doing what I wanted to do, do the show. Every morning, instead of doing other things, I do the show. I put God first. So... I have a right to say, Lord, hey, I put you first. I want a direct deposit. You saw your tithe. Okay, Lord, I gave you the first 10% of my income. Lord God, I want a harvest. It could be a new car. It could be salvation for your whole family. It could be a new pet, a dog. It could, you could, any number of things. You don't have to get, you don't have to say, I want one harvest for one tithe. You can put a hundred things on that one tithe if you want to. You feel me? So you want to harvest. So ask God, believe God for the harvest. Say, Lord, a direct deposit. This this is the this is my account number, God. You don't even need to know it because you already know it, but I'm gonna give it to you anyway. Because I just want to I want the physical paper of this direct deposit slip. And I'm I'm giving you my direct deposit slip, Father. And I want you to supernaturally download some money into my account. You feel me? <laughs> and I want you also uh take the 10 week foundation course. Uh, here on LUTGRadio.com. Uh, read your Bible every day. Start with the book of John. 
and uh, get yourself into a Bible-based church. All right? And you will get the churches on the uh, website under the resource page. And continue taking authority in your life. And how do I feel from yesterday today? I feel much better. Amen, amen, amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. So, how do you know when your muscles are healed uh, in your back and whatnot? Um, It depends on where they're at. Um, If it's it's your lower back, uh, when you can poop with these, it's good. If it's in the center, uh, it's usually something like bending down. If it's at the top, like by your AC joints and things like that, uh, that or if it crosses your lungs and stuff like that, the muscles that cross the lungs, those are muscles that go out like this up under your shoulder blades. They go like that. Okay, your wing spread. I just say the ones, the wing spread, and it goes across the wing spread. When you can sneeze, that's how, that's when you know everything is back to normal. Hachoo! And you feel like hachoo! <laughs> because when in order for the the lungs to expand all in order for the the lung in order for the body to push that sneeze out. So uh, I'm breathing because I'm when you just take your air in, push it out. And so you can do that, but when everything is completely healed, you'll be able to go. Because when you sneeze, the it it goes up, and then it goes. So the as you're blowing out, it's like um, that the lungs are pushing on that muscle in the back. And so when it get when it could do that fully and push that out, you know your muscles are healed. <laughs> I'm just telling you some of my experiences. That's my that's some of my experiences. That how do I know when I was younger and I injured myself, or somebody injured me, uh, but I had to recover because it's my body. Um, when I could poop is when I when I knew that everything was completely healed because it had gotten so bad that I had trouble pooping. I I, I was like, oh, it hurt. It hurts too much to poop. And so, uh, <laughs> and so that's how you know. And so I'm good. I'm good. I'm believing for 100% recovery. 100%. Bam. Muscles. Muscles. <laughs> oh my goodness. Glory to God. Jesus loves you, beloved, and so do I. My name is Kathy Brox, and this is the LUTG Radio Show on LUTGradio.com. WKKP Digital Broadcasting. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Tomorrow is Friday. Freedom Friday. Don't forget, be kind to somebody today. And uh, I thank you so much for enjoying the show and being blessed by the show. Amen. Amen. Share it with somebody. Come and support. uh, Become a sponsor. Become a partner of LUTG Radio. Amen.